consummation of the you shall not murder. And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with your brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to the court with him. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of chastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard it said, to those ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours this day from the triune God. Amen. Wit, W-I-T-T. For Wartburg Theological Seminary grads from the last 20 years or so, W-I-T-T, wit, is something that will both, will cause both laughter and a little bit of a cringe when it would appear on an academic paper graded by a particular, particular seminary grad, or professor. Reverend Dr. Gwen Saylor had two common markings on her paper when she would grade. W-I-T-T was one of them. And what we refer to as bacon. The two squiggly lines next to a paragraph. That was her way of saying, hey, nice, keep that thought going. But the truth is it looked like bacon. The second common mark was W-I-T-T 
which stood for where in the text. It was not a marking you necessarily wanted on your papers, because what she was doing is she was challenging your statement to say, to acknowledge, is that your thought or does that come from the Bible somewhere? That W-I-T-T told the writer of the paper they were coming really close to a radical statement. And we may want to rethink a comment like that. And for the record, I can count on one hand, actually I think twice, that any of my papers came back with bacon on it. No, I didn't get a whole lot more W-I-T-T's. I got enough to know that there was probably one coming. I would ask myself, I would roll my eyes and think, where did, where did that idea come from? If it's not in the text, where did it come from? We tend to like the Hebrew Bible, the laws that are in there. As the truth is, they set out good and bad. This is good, that's not. Women must act this way, or children are expected to be this or to do this. Don't do this. Don't eat that. I mean, it all seems cut and dried. And it's a whole bunch of judgment. We like to use it as we shake our fingers at everyone else. And the truth is, that seems to be how we use those laws. We like to tweak an eye for an eye so it makes us feel better. Better about maybe the anger we have or the fear we have about another person. We, we like to grab hold of the I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And we hold on to that so we can do what we want to do, even if it hurts another person. We love to quote John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? That's it. But we really hold on to the next part of 16 that says, so everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. And we hold fast to the judgment in that statement. But how many people do you know that actually quote John 3.17 that says, indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world may be saved through him. Which seems to take the judgment out of 3.16. Jesus wants people to know that things have changed. That God's love and mercy and grace are not wrapped up in judgment. Because Jesus continues to see how the law is used against people. People who are just trying to follow God's love and mercy. Jesus sees how particular church leaders feel that they are above the law. How rich people are above the law. How people of authority are above the law and how they use that law to support their own bad behavior. But Jesus, this man 
who seems to know the law pretty well, he's pretty knowledgeable in it, doesn't support those judgmental details. Jesus tells the people, tells us, to look at the law through a new way of understanding God, Jesus' way of understanding God. Over our time in confirmation class, and Sophie, I hope you heard this, I try and push the kids on this idea that God's love and mercy and forgiveness is the way to look at things. Why do I push and not suggest that? Because I see the truth in the world. The world does its best to point out the judgment. Judgment within our country, judgment in our community, even judgment within our own families. The world hardens our hearts and prevents the truth of Christ from seeping deep within us. Miss Sophie, my wish for you is a world where you are able to see grace all around you, where your heart isn't made to believe the lies of the accuser or Hasatan or Satan. I wish for you, in the words that you proclaim in a few minutes, words of truth about who God is in everything that you do, who walks with you even when the world tries to throw a whole bunch of judgment on top of you and the ones you love. I wish for you a strength to see that truth and to share it to share that truth with everyone you encounter. Sophie, I know that Jesus' message is one of grace for you, and I hope you know that too. Know that Jesus did not come to condemn the world, or to condemn you, but to love on you with all the mercy you could ever imagine to to know that you are forever in God's hands, and those hands are not hands of violence or wrath, but hands of comfort and love. Jesus says, you have heard it said, and he continues with, but I say, because things have changed. The way of the world is no longer true when Jesus comes. Jesus flipped everything upside down so that the poor knew that they were blessed and the sick were made whole and the voices were restored to the voiceless. Jesus flipped everything upside down and judgment no longer prevails because peace and love and mercy and grace is greater than anything you have been told. And to answer Dr. Saylor's question, where in the text? the words to support what I have to say? It's here. It's here in the Gospels. It's on the cross. Every time you see the cross, you hear about the empty tomb. It says it in every interaction that Jesus had with those who struggle. 
with all of you who struggle. The text is clear because Jesus has come with this some this new this new law in the world that is never going to be the same. Thanks be to God. Amen. Before we jump into the hymn of the day, you can keep the hymn of the day up there, guys. Okay. Um, we, I'm going to invite uh, Sophie to the baptism as you wish to see what's going on. Sure. 
Hopefully you have made public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism? To live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share it in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God and Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. People of God, all of you here, do you promise to support Sophie and pray for her in her life in Christ? We do, and we ask God to help and guide us. All right. Uh, parents, sponsors, grandparents, might you come on over as we do laying on a pants? I need to close the spot. Otherwise, everybody else. Hand on the sofa, or hand on the person in front of you. And I invite everyone here uh, to reach out their hand as well, as you all are part of this, as you exact, as you also bless her. Last Friday, I know it seems silly. We give you thanks, O oh God, that through water and the Holy Spirit, you gave us a new birth, cleanse us from sin, and raise us to eternal life. Stir up in Sophie the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and Thank mm -hmm. you. 